Star Wars 7x7, episode 3446. Today, this is part five of our look at the story mode for Jedi Fallen Order. We are going back to Zepho, where we are getting a huge reveal in the story and finding out that what Seer had told Cal previously about her apprentice was true from a certain point of view. Punch it. Hey Rebel Riser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we're on part 5 of our series of looks at Jedi Fallen Order and the story mode therein. We're going back to Zepho for the second time for this. And the big thing about this particular part of the story is kind of a familiar Star Wars type of thing that happens, basically. So you'll recall that... As we discussed previous episodes, one of the things that we found out about Seer Junda and about how she is no longer in connection with the Force is that she had this incident during the Purge where she was captured trying to lead the Empire away from her Padawan Trilla and a bunch of younglings, and she said that she you know, didn't necessarily reveal their location and that her Padawan didn't survive the situation. Well, we come to find out that that's not exactly true. <laughs> so what happens is Trilla was captured and eventually became an Inquisitor, specifically the second sister. While we're on Zepho this time around, Cal Kestis has an encounter with the second sister, fights her again, is able to you know get on the other side of a you know. Uh, barrier-like force field situation thanks to the help of BD-1 because if it didn't happen, second sister would have handed Cal's hat to him yet again and they get to have a conversation from the opposite sides of the force field where Trailer reveals the truth or at least this part of the truth about the situation with Sir Junda and her. And she tries to cast some doubt on what Seer is going to do with the holocron. So the second sister knows about the holocron, knows that Eno Cordova hid it somewhere, and that the key to finding it, or at least one of the keys to finding it, had to do with raising this particular you know, situation, this tomb, this spire for another one of the three sages that Cordova talked about in his holograms. And the second sister herself talks about some artifact that she has that she's very happy to have acquired, but it doesn't sound like it's the exact artifact necessarily that we're looking for because there's a hologram situation that happens unlocked again in BD-1 where something called an astrium may be required to open the deepest part of the vault on Bogano. This particular Zepho sage, Mictrol, is shown in some sort of glyph holding an object and the recording of Cordova believes that that object in Astrium is what's required to access the vault. And there's also mention, speaking of artifacts, of a cargo ship that looks basically like the cargo ship that Bodhi and the rest of our Rogue One friends flew to Scarif in Rogue One. That a cargo ship takes off from Zepho, which is supposedly loaded with additional artifacts. And the second sister kind of rubs it in to Cal and says, yeah, we wouldn't have found this if you hadn't come here, you know, meddling around in the first place. So thanks a lot for that. But circling back to the conversation between the second sister and Cal Kestis, one of the other things that Trilla, the second sister, says is that when 
she saw, when Sir Junda saw what had happened to Trilla, that she had been converted to the dark side of the Force, that she herself used the dark side of the Force to escape. And she says, what would your master, Jorota Paul, say if he knew that you were potentially working to give a registry of Force-sensitive children to somebody who's already been using the dark side of the Force and who is clearly working for her own self-interest and has been broken by the Empire already. And Cal, of course, doesn't want to hear any of this from her. And yeah, that'll... <laughs> that's, of course, one thing there. It'll be a different story when he sees Sirjinda again, naturally. But for now, he is definitely taking everything that Trilla says, not at face value whatsoever. He's operating the assumption that she is telling him a pack of lies. Or at least treating her that way and reacting to her that way. And that's the major stuff that happens on Zepho related to the whole mission. There's something that goes awry <laughs> after this that we're going to talk about, but we're going to save that for tomorrow's episode. So for now, that's going to do it for today. And if you would like to help continue to support me delivering this daily dose of Star Wars joy, if you are getting a lot of value from it, whether you've been listening for just a few days or weeks or months or years, I hope you will consider supporting the show and joining the community over at patreon.com slash SW7X7. And it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the show. As always, and may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Star Wars 7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyrighted by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.